Hey, I'm Tori Porter and I'm the CEO and founder of iFox Fitness, where I online train dozens of women to get foxy by annihilating their stress and becoming a priority to step into who they really are as moms, wives of first responders and military members, as women with big aspirations. I want each of you to walk away with a piece of power you can use to do the same. Each week, I'm gonna give you an inside look of what me and my Foxy ladies are doing and how you can apply these principles to your regimen so you can step into your Fox mode. This is where you're most confident and your love life is booming, you're a master of your day, you're strong, you feel beautiful from the inside out and well rested. Why? Because women who can do that can do anything and handle much more. You ready? Have you ever wanted a second opinion on something? Today what I'm going to talk about is, you know, how we actually approach our health and fitness, our body changes. I get a lot of women who come to me and say, Tori, what can I do? My macros are not working. They're not working. Tori. What can I do? My training is just not aligning right. It's like either too much or too little, but I'm not seeing changes. The beautiful thing about a second opinion is that you get to see somebody who possibly has an answer, a new fresh perspective Something that can actually save you a lot of time and effort and energy and even money on trying to figure out the answers. I've touched on this briefly in one of my previous episodes on, you know, around money mindset and how we can really get past that fear and that limitation because it is, believe it or not, it is a limitation. But beyond that, there's this thing inside of us with fear, right? We have to tackle we have to tackle the fear that is behind really taking action when we're not sure what's going on. And when we want to seek help and mentorship and guidance, direction, have a correct diagnosis of what is actually going on with our bodies and our minds, Sometimes that requires a second opinion. Reason being is if you just go to, you know, let's just give you an example. If you just go to your um, everyday nurse practitioner, a physician, you know, at your family doctor's office, and you go in and say, you know what, I think I got something wrong with my back, or I think I got something wrong with my leg. Or you think you have something much deeper going on. Okay, first of all, they're going to have to decipher, you know, what is your health state actually at that point in time. They're going to take your vitals. They're going to do all the, the usual stuff. You step on the scale. They take your height. They ask you all those questions. That's like, you know, have you been a suicidal person? Have you been a smoker? Do you drink alcohol? Do you do this? Do you do that? They have to rule out all of these things and they have to take note of that at every appointment that you go to, every checkup that you go to. Ask those same darn questions that can kind of seem like a broken record, right? 
But nonetheless, they are important because this stuff can change and it can affect, you know, deep things that go on with a span of a lifetime that you're doing different things to your body or how your body evolves with certain genetics even. Um, and then you sit on the paper table and you get all crunchy and you sit on the you sit on the table and they do, you know, they look up your nose, they look in your ears, you know, eyes, ears, mouth, throat doctors, you know, the standard look-see, okay? They want to make sure that you actually are not sick, you don't have strep, you don't have this or that going on, no gung up in there. That's good. That's routine. And that's what, you know, that's like surface level health. I want you to think of that as like surface level health, even though it's technically, you know, generalizing your health and, you know, checking for the obvious things. There's a lot more sleuth work that has to be done if something more serious is going on or something is not working. Hence the reason why physicians will go ahead and actually refer you out to a specialist. They will refer you out to a specialist, you know, if you've got something going on with your heart. You might need to go see, like, a cardiologist. If you've got something going on with um, your immune system, you might need to go see a rheumatologist. If you've got something going on with your eyes, you go to an optometrist. If you got something going wrong with your feet, you go see a podiatrist, right? There's specialists because there is a wealth of knowledge that these doctors go to school to and learn a specific, a very, very specific, delicate way to handle human life on the inside and out. And that requires specialty. It requires years and ongoing research and implementations. And that is why, that is the purpose of having these specialists. And there's really low rated ones. And there's really high up, like top of the country, top of the world doctors known within their specialty field, right? Now, imagine this. You have a child with cancer and it's like, a serious thing, obviously. But you want to research the best doctor. You want to get the best answers, the best perspective. It might require you going to one doctor and being like, okay, well, let's get a second opinion over here before we take this route of treatment. Um, or maybe we'll go try this doctor, but if, you know, if things aren't working well with that or we don't really like the, the, the treatment plan or whatever it might be or how they're going to address this, then maybe we need to seek somebody of higher value, of higher uh, competence, right? And so we seek the best care because that saves us the most time. It might be more expensive. It might be a heck of a long ways away. You know, it might be a really huge leap, a really huge stretch. And usually these people have people to back them up, years of experience, and obviously they're well known, right? So we go to them and we get that second opinion and that second opinion happens to be life-saving. Let me tell you about a story that actually happened with me. So nothing like cancer, but when I was a baby, um, I was born just slightly early, right? 
and my mom and dad were concerned that I had like this misalignment in my ears on each side of my head, which is so crazy to think, you know, when you're a baby, your head is actually very, uh, soft and it has to, um, mature. It matures as you are a young baby into an older baby, right? We all know that. And and there's lots of studies on this and, you know, dictations with parents and how they, you know, uh, swaddle and, you know, allow their baby to sleep in their crib or in a bouncer, you know, there, there's a lot of different guidelines over the past decades and regular and, and recommendations to parents on how they, you know, allow their babies to sleep on, on, you know, the bed because it can mold their head over time. If they sleep the same way and night by night by night, it can actually shape shift kind of their, their head formation. Um, and that's why you kind of get like the, the cone head and, and things like that, or like, uh, a dent, you know, it looks like it's, it's kind of crazy. If you look it up, you, you'll see what I'm talking about. Needless to say, um, it freaked my parents out and they're like, what is wrong? What is wrong? Why, why are her ears off? Like, why are they not in, at the same level on each side of her head? And so they were like, okay, let's bring her to, let's bring her to the pediatrician and see what they say. And you know, pediatricians, they do well baby checkups, right? They do the well baby checkups. They, you know, do the hip movements to check for the hip click. And they, um, you know, they press on the tummy to see if they, there's anything like bowel intestinal things going on. They check in the mouth, they check in the nose and check in the ears and the throat and whatnot. And also the head, they touch, they touch the, the soft spot on the head that hasn't quite closed up yet and things like that. So my pediatrician told my parents, look, well, we see something that's misaligning, um, so I'm going to refer you to this doctor who might be able to solve this issue um, and you'll see what they have to say. So my parents went and took me to this other doctor. I don't know what his special, his or her specialty was. I'll have to, I'll have to check my mom on that one and see what the specialty actually was. Um, but needless to say, they went away from that appointment and were just in complete shock. They're like, oh my gosh, this doctor wants to have surgery done on my baby on our baby, on our baby's head, which happens to be very dangerous, by the way, on babies. Surgery can be very, very delicate on a child, um, yet alone basically newborn baby. Uh, well, I think I was several months along at that time um, because this is after I've started developing and growing, obviously. Um so my parents are like, you know what? The risk is just too high. Let's get a second opinion. And they're like, you know what? This doctor is okay. They have decent, uh, you know, credentials. They have decent referrals, um, you know, but let's, let's do some more research. Let's do some more digging and see if we can find somebody better who can give us a second opinion and see if there's something else that we can do for our child to avoid surgery 
at all costs. Uh, not only does surgery cost money, even with insurance like that on a baby, but it's a very risky surgery. So what did my parents do? They researched the top brain surgeon in the country at the time. Um, I believe that is his title, or at least it was at that time, um, because that's how I have been told the story is that he was the top brain surgeon in the country because um, it's actually Ben Carson, Dr. Ben Carson. So my parents put their foot down. They're like, look, he's at Johns Hopkins. And we happen to not live that far from there. And they're like, he's right here. We need to get an appointment with him so we can figure out what to do, what is best for our child to hopefully avoid surgery. Is this normal? Is it not? Is there any other option that we can do to help, you know, potentially solve this misalignment, you know? Um, because it seemed abnormal enough that the her pediatrician was like, this we we need to fix this and so because pediatricians don't necessarily have all of the knowledge to to know like to back that at least at the time this is back in the 1990s um you know they're like yeah you go, go see what you can find out um so my parents took me to dr ben carson and this the story they've told me is that he was amazing very gentle very kind very, um, very caring and considerate, very intellectual, very smart and understanding, um, and just very willing to educate, educate, um, you know, anybody and, and especially my parents, obviously on, on what and why, my head was doing what it was doing. Um, and so it was a huge relief for them to have went with their gut feeling to seek a second opinion. And some people are like, you know, oh my gosh, they're freaked out. We got to get this fixed right now. Let's just do what this doctor says, right? But if you stop and wait a minute and think back, you, you have a little bit of time. It's not like life-threatening right now, right? We need a second opinion and see what happens. So my parents walked away from that appointment super glad that they got that second opinion. And they went to probably the most expensive doctor visit they've probably had at that time, other than actually having me born, um, to get brain scans done. I still have the x-rays from this, um, this appointment with... Um, Dr. Ben Carson, of course, I don't remember him because I was a baby, but to know that I was in the hands of like a legend, somebody who, um, is known for being the first person to separate conjoined twins, I believe by the head, that is miraculous. That is just amazing. And so, so incredibly inspiring. So to know that I was in the hands of somebody with that much knowledge and expertise and the, just like the gentlest, the, like, because surgeons like that have to be very, very still with their hands. I could just imagine. But knowing, knowing that I was just a baby and knowing the science behind it because he was a specialist, it provided my parents the comfort 
and the knowledge and the implementation and a direct path to what was going to be in the best interest of my life, of my entire life. And he said, he told my parents, we are not going to do this surgery. It is a very risky surgery and it's honestly not worth it because she's still a growing, developing baby and it's likely that her ears are just going to align by itself. There's nothing to worry about and if there is a concern, then it's something that you can address much later when the risk is much less. That simple, like probably brief doctor's appointment, I don't know how long they spent with him, but I can just imagine him being a busy man, um, a very highly desired man. I can imagine him just having this calm collectiveness, collectiveness to the situation, just being like, look, it's not worth it. I'm so glad that you came to me for a second opinion because this probably could save her life. And, you know, it's probably best that you just continue to be good parents and you feed her well and she sleeps well and la da 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 and it'll be just fine. That was very reassuring to be coming from a very renowned specialist, a brain surgeon, um, who has worked with lots of babies um, in surgery and specifically with the head and the brain, which is a very, very vital organ and an area of the body. So just to, to fix an alignment of the ears, just wasn't worth it to him. So you see a second opinion, even though it can be at the cost of more money, the cost of more, uh, effort to really, at the cost of more effort to get to, it's always worth it. It's always worth it to go with a specialist to get a second opinion. If, if somebody is giving you very general guidelines, very general, like, oh, well, it could be this or it could be that, but I'm not really sure, or we're going to have to do some more tests or we, we're going to have to figure out this. But then you go to, a, you know, like, just like I did, I'd go to another doctor and you're like, okay, well, the only solution that I know of is brain surgery. Then you're going to be like, whoa, wait a minute. What, what if you went to, what if you went to a, a so-called fitness trainer, right? And they train you in the gym and they're like, well, there's only so much we can do. So you're going to have to go get cool sculpting or you're going to have to go get a tummy tuck or you're going to have to go get, uh, you know, liposuction surgery or like one of those, uh, you know, gastric bypass sleeves which honestly does more harm than good if you really dig into it. Um, but nonetheless, it can be a life-saving measure if somebody actually really needs it. There, there's time for intervention in the medical field when it comes to your health and fitness and weight loss management and organ function and hormone function. There, there's a reason why we have technology in the medical field and, and the knowledge that we do. Like that's a blessing and there's time for intervention. But when there's something that you can do yourself by getting a second opinion, by getting a very knowledgeable specialist opinion, 
it can actually save you a lot of time and money and energy having to heal from an extensive surgery or something of the nature. So I want you guys to take this away, this story and this topic today, because there's some people who come to me and they're like, you know what, I'm just... I'm just so fed up, like, I just want a quick fix, or I just want this or that, and I'm like, look, you came to me for a second opinion, and I'm going to be real with you, I'm not going to sugarcoat it. We can tackle this, but we can't do it in a day, we can't do it in a month, we need, like, six months, we need, like, a year, we need, like, nine months. I'm going to be real with a person and, and tell them the exact path of which would be best for their body after diving past the surface level health and fitness challenges. And a lot of times there's a lot of mindset limitations that a person has to get through, which is why we tackle all three in my coaching. So I want to leave you all with that today. Let that stew in your mind for this week. Um, it's been a pleasure being on here at Find Your Fox Podcast. And, you know, I just hope that that story helps you and anybody else who's listening to think about that second opinion. If you're thinking about trying some flashy new supplement, some flashy new, you know, aesthetic treatment at at a particular body, um, body uh, surgical center. Um, if you're thinking about signing up for some subscription that gives you workouts on your TV or gives you like a, uh, like a trifold pamphlet of, of how to do your meals, think about that second opinion. Think about what you've tried in the past and did it work for you? Did it work for you the first time? Did you regain the weight? Did you keep it off, but your, your health could still be improved? What is actually going on with you? What is actually the problem? And I invite you all to email me at ifoxfitness at gmail.com or you can contact me um, by scheduling in a consult call where we can really dive on this together and figure out what's going on in your nutrition What's going on in your fitness, in your lifestyle that is actually holding you back? What is the core issue? What are the inner things on your body that you're not understanding quite yet that we need to gain awareness on? And what can we do to prevent you from doing drastic measures that can actually do more harm than good? I want to save you guys time. I want to save you money. I want to save you the anguish of being frustrated by yo-yo dieting and going back and forth between different programs and different supplements and different macro calculators and all of these different, um, you know, fad diets and, and different things. It's just not worth it when you're playing the game in the dark in this gray, gray area. We have this one life and time is precious and you should spend that actually doing the things that are actually going to help your body change in the way that it needs to for you. Whatever your goals might be, they are valid and they are possible. But again, there's only so much you can do with generalized information and generalized consult. So remember, 
always stick, take a step back. If you think something looks good to you, remember the second opinion. Thanks for tuning in today, listening to the Find Your Fox podcast. I hope you enjoyed it. Please remember to give this a follow and a comment and like our podcast and share it with anybody who you think would benefit from hearing these words. On Anchor, you can leave us a voice message if you would love to be featured in one of our episodes. And you can also submit questions to me on Instagram or Facebook. And you can email me at any time at ifoxfitness at gmail.com. If you wish to find out more about my one-on-one custom coaching programs, you can click the link in the description. Um, Or you can contact me directly and I'll get you all set up so we can talk about your goals and really bring clarity around what you want to create. Until next time, it's Tori Porter from Finder Fox Podcast, and I'll catch you later. Stay foxy.